0: Length hair the color of honey, hazel eyes more green than brown, a slim build and classic features untouched by makeup, Lori was the kind of woman people turned to take a second look at when she passed by. Classy and good looking was a typical description of her. An award winning producer at Fisher and Blake Studios, Lori was about to launch a new cable series, one that she had had in mind even before Greg died. Then she had put it away. She felt people might think she had conceived it because of his unsolved murder. The premise involved reenacting unsolved crimes, but instead of using actors, gathering the friends and relatives of the victims to hear from their lips their version of what had happened when the crime occurred. Whenever possible, the actual setting of the crime would be used. It was a risky venture, with great potential for success and also for chaos. She had just come from a meeting with her boss, Brett Young, who had reminded her that she'd sworn she would never touch another reality show. Your last two were expensive flops, Lori, he said. We can't afford another one. Then he pointedly added, Neither can you. Now as Lori sipped the coffee she had carried in with her from the two o'clock meeting, she thought of the passionate argument she had used to persuade him. Brett, before you remind me again how sick you are of reality series, I promise you this one will be different. We'll call it Under Suspicion. On page two of the folder I gave you is a long list of unsolved criminal cases and others supposedly solved where there is a real possibility the wrong person went to prison. Lori glanced around her office. The glance reinforced her determination not to lose it. It was large enough to have a couch under the windows and a long bookcase that showcased memorabilia, awards she had won, and family pictures, mostly of Timmy and her father. She had decided long ago that her pictures of Greg belonged at home in her bedroom, not here where they would inevitably bring to everyone's mind the fact that she was a widow and her husband's murder had never been solved. The Lindbergh kidnapping is the first on your list, That happened about 80 years ago. You're not planning to reenact that, are you? Brett had asked. Lori told him it was an example of a crime that people talked about for generations because of its horror, but also because there are still so many lingering questions about the case. Bruno Hauptmann, an immigrant from Germany who was executed for kidnapping the Lindbergh baby, was almost certainly the one who made the ladder that went to the baby's bedroom but how did he know the nanny went to dinner every night and left the baby alone for 45 minutes at exactly that time? How did Hauptmann know that? Or who told him? Then Laurie told Brett about the unsolved murder of one of the identical twin daughters of Senator Charles H. Percy. It happened at the beginning of his first campaign for the Senate in 1966. He was elected, but the crime was never solved, and the questions remained. Was the sister who was murdered the intended victim? And why didn't the dog bark if a stranger had entered the house? Now Lori leaned back in her chair. She had told Brett the point is that when you start to mention cases like this, everyone has a theory about it. We'll do a reality show about crimes that are anywhere from 20 to 30 years old, where we can get the point of view of the people who were closest to the victim, and I have the perfect case for the first show. The graduation gala, she'd said. That's when Brett got really interested, Lori thought. Living in Westchester County, he knew all about it. Twenty years ago, four young women who grew up together in Salem Ridge graduated from four different colleges. The stepfather of one of them, Robert Nicholas Powell, gave what he called a graduation gala to honor all four girls. 300 guests, black tie, champagne and caviar, fireworks, you name it. After the party, his stepdaughter and the other three graduates stayed overnight. In the morning, Powell's wife, Betsy Bonner Powell, a popular, glamorous 42-year-old socialite, was found suffocated in her bed. The crime was never solved. Rob, as Powell was known, was now 78 years old in excellent physical and mental shape, and still living in the house. Powell never remarried, Lori thought. Powell had recently given an interview on the O'Reilly Factor, in which he said he would do anything to clear up the mystery of his wife's death.